Thanks for listening to the Back Porch Podcast with Jason Carr. Hey, to connect social media, connect with me, hit me up at www.legacynow.me, www.legacynow.me. Hey there, welcome to the Back Fortune Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Appreciate you taking a few minutes to listen. Hey, wanted to, to share some thoughts tonight. Uh, I had a question recently that I thought was really interesting. Um, I love these kind of questions because it makes me think. But uh, someone who's starting in ministry was like, hey, what do you wish someone would have told you? And I love that question uh, because it makes me think. And I like to think. But um, Gosh, I just started thinking all kinds of things, and then after that conversation, I thought about a billion more things. But I, I quickly just want to throw a couple of things out there. If you're starting a ministry or, or restarting or whatever that might be, just some things I've learned in my last 25-plus years of what the Lord's allowed me to be a part of, and I'm very grateful to say that. Uh, and I acknowledge uh, it's Him who's allowed that, by all means, not me or, or my goodness. But... Uh, <laughs> That's for dang sure. Um, one, I, I would tell someone this, find your people. Uh, ministry's hard. Ministry is hard. Ministry is not a nine-to-five job. Like, real discipleship, relational ministry is hard. You're, you're always on. Your phone could always ring. You always get that text message. You, you never know what might happen. And so you need to have those people who are there for you no matter what. And so find your people. And obviously that's a pattern of this podcast, of having a safe place. But, uh, man, what a gift in ministry to have your people. I've run across, especially when I was doing consulting, so many Lone Rangers who just desperately wanted to find their people. And for whatever reason, in their city or in their season or circumstance, they just weren't uh, blessed at that place to have their people. And what a gift it is to have your people. And what I mean by people is those people you can talk to about stuff and it's safe. Because if if it's the people are your people you always work with, there's always that kind of fear. If I tell you this, are you going to go tell someone? Or And I get that. And I hope that you have great relationships with the people you work with. But it's also huge to have people that maybe not, might not be that group. Maybe there's another group for you to connect with who can just help you process and think through things. And... You know, for me, for a while, a long time ago, when I was on staff of crew, some of my people were my volunteers. And there were some awkward conversations where I'd be talking about stuff, and I realized, wait a minute, you volunteer in this ministry. I need to watch what I'm saying, because I don't want to discourage you. At the same time, I need to be honest. I need to process this. Um, The other thing, too, is uh, someone told me years ago, find someone further down the road from you, and just put yourself in a position to ask them questions. Meaning, don't go to them with all the answers don't go with them thinking you got it all figured out because you don't gosh the longer I've been doing this the less I know <laughs> but uh, I don't say that humbly I say that um, well maybe that's humility but that's also just reality there's so much about this world and about the depth of the grace of God that we all had to learn and this side of heaven will never fully get there and so, especially as a new person, to show up acting like you have it all figured out. Uh, mm. Find someone further down the road. Ask them questions and listen to them. 
Listen to what they have to say. Learn from them. Now, maybe their path is different than yours. That's okay. There's things to be learned. But find your people. Find a mentor. Find someone who will make an investment in your life. And that's a huge win. If you could establish that in your life, that'll be healthy for you as a young leader or as a leader in general. Um, the, the second thing is just it's kind of a, a rabbit trail for that last thought. But just know what you don't know, meaning... There's so much to figure out. I, gosh, there's been times where I, I think I thought I knew it all, or I thought I knew the right answer, and I, in hindsight, clearly didn't. Or maybe I thought my idea was right, and there's nothing wrong with that. But just being willing to be open and experience other people's ideas or let other people have a chance to take the lead or let other people have the chance to run with their ideas, whether you like them or not, whether it's successful or not, you get to celebrate their leadership opportunity. Leadership is not just about you. And the opportunity to invite others into the story and to work with others and to realize that, you know, there's a lot of things you don't know. And I, gosh, I, I wish I would have told myself that when I was in my 20s or if someone told me that, I wish I would have listened. I don't know that I did. And I look back now, one of my best friends, we, we, we laugh sometimes because we work together and we are wired so differently from each other. And our frustrations really, now I look back, it's so easy to see. It really stems from we're just wired differently. We process things different. And we just didn't have the verbiage or the awareness to talk about it then. And so we just like dudes just kind of get frustrated with each other. And now I look back and go, gosh, I wish I would have known then what I know now. I would have led so differently. I would have followed so differently. Know what you don't know. Be willing to interact with others who aren't wired like you and celebrate that and learn from them and allow them to use their gifts to push forward what it is God's called you to do. Uh, the other couple other quick things. One, um, get close to Jesus because he's going to be the only one that will always be with you. People come, people go. Things change. The only constant in your life from the minute you say yes to Jesus to the minute you say your last breath is He'll always be with you. That's profound. And if that's true, and I believe it is, why not cultivate that relationship deeper now? Because you're going to need Him. You're going to need that relationship. There will be times in ministry where you feel like all I have is me and Jesus. No one understands me. No one gets me. And if in that moment you're built on the rock and you're stable, as crazy as it might seem, it'll be okay. But if in that moment it exposes the fact that your relationship with Jesus is weak, the storms are real, real tough. Those waters get real, real choppy. Cultivate that relationship with Jesus. You're going to need it not only now, but in the future. And you're going to build on that. So build on that now for those days. And they're coming. You know, God doesn't promise us in, in His Word. There's not a lot of happiness and joy. And there is. There's fulfillment in being with Him. There's satisfaction and joy in walking with Him. But we live in a broken world. And when you jump into that to serve others, you're going to uh, headlong kind of just hit the realities of a broken world. And you're going to need the hope that comes from knowing Jesus with you. Because if you don't hold on to that hope, it gets real hard. 
And I wish I said that from theory. I wish that, that was just something I read and go, well, that's really wise. No, that's, that's real life. I've had moments where I've had to realize Jesus is reminding me now that I need to lean into him more. Jesus is reminding me that he's with me and I need to hold on to him tighter than I ever have before. Cultivate that relationship. I promise you, you will not regret that. That also kind of steers into just spending time in his word. You know, we live in a weird world now where, I mean, this is one of them. There's podcasts and there's, you know, all kinds of things out there where maybe we get our encouragement or we get what we're looking for in a bunch of different places. The idea of going to church on Sunday only to be the place where we fill our tank has kind of been replaced in society. And uh, you can't replace God's word. Books are great. People are great. Small groups are great. You know how passionate I am about small groups. But you just can't replace that time where it's just you and Jesus and God's word. You can't. You just can't. And that's a private thing. It's not something to boast about. It's not something to brag about. But it's super important. And if you're going to go into ministry and try to serve others and you're not completely digging yourself into God's Word and letting His Word transform you and prepare you, uh, you're going to miss a lot. If I had a dollar for every time that maybe I read something and then that day that verse came into conversation, I don't think that's a coincidence, but uh, it's happened a lot. If I had a dollar for every time I read something and a fresh wind blew through my sails that I desperately needed in ministry, because God's word does that to me. It does that for us. Gosh, you cannot negate spending time in God's word. Don't miss that. And if you're super disciplined, that's great. If you're not, uh, you got to figure out a way in your rhythm to make sure you're spending time in God's word. And it, you know, when you get into ministry, it's weird because you got meetings and things and events and all these things, and it gets easy to forget. I just need to spend time with God. It's just super important. Don't don't forget that. I uh, <clears throat> had a friend years ago that, that said something to me that I don't think I listened to very well at the time, but as I, I've gone on, I've thought about it more and more. And, and that's this. Um, God puts you in a season for a reason. And one of the things that's kind of a knock on young leaders now is that they don't want to do the dirty work. They don't want to climb the ladder per se. They just want to be up front immediately or I want to be the person in charge immediately. And if you get that opportunity, good for you. Be a good steward of it. But there's nothing wrong with being the guy making copies or being people still make copies that I just date myself. Um, sending emails. Um, <laughs> managing the social media. Whatever that might be these days. But there's nothing wrong with just learning and starting and serving. Jesus was very clear when he said, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Humble yourself. Serve. Look for opportunities to serve. Go the extra mile to serve those you're working with and those that you are called to serve. Uh, this sounds really easy to say, but it's really hard to do, and that's simple. It's trust. We used to have a, a thing we used to say all the time back in my crew days, which is, uh, when all else fails, just go to campus. Just go to Krampus. And uh, 
just go hang out. Just go go where students are and build conversations. Go to a game. Go to an event and meet people. Talk to people. Go to where students are. Spend time with people who are in your ministry. Go grab a cup of coffee. Have a game night. When all else fails, just go and trust God. Don't expect people to come to you. Especially in this day and age, you've got to go to them. And obviously there's a weird line there and you got to be real wise about that. And But when I say weird, just because we live in a super strange culture now, uh, with all that. And obviously you got to be above reproach with all that. You can't be awkward. Or, but look for opportunities just to go and be and ask God to give you vision. I, I can clearly remember sitting at a football stadium on a Friday night just looking at a sea of students and just being overwhelmed, needing to pray. And looking at all these students, and I knew a bunch of them, and just being led to say, God, what if a revival happened on this campus? What if this student knew you? What if this student knew you? And to see it right in front of me was so powerful. And I constantly wanted to be in a position where I was being reminded. And that, that kind of brings me to my last point. And, and this is a podcast kind of thought I did a long time ago. I had a season where I was, I read a book and I was really enamored with the idea of your why. And if you've been listening to podcasts for a while, you probably remember those. But uh, knowing your why, I think in ministry, if you don't know your why, you give up. And your why, first and foremost, should be because of what Jesus has done for you, period. Because of what he's done for us, we get a chance to be salt and light in the life of other people. That's powerful but also your why might be a specific thing he's put in your heart or in church world we use the word call whatever that might be for you maybe there's a certain people group you feel uh, led that you want to invest in maybe there's a certain talent that God's given you that you want to leverage for his kingdom but knowing your why knowing that that why comes from him will enable you enable you and spur you on to keep going when you hit those blocks in the road we, we live in this very strange world, and I've kind of lived in this, like, in real time, where uh, we went from talking about what church you go to, to who's your favorite pastor, and who's your favorite worship leader, and what band do you like, and we we become very much consumers, and it's created this weird niche in our hearts where we want to be like other people, instead of just being ourselves, and I think when you know your why, you get to shed yourselves of all that. And you get to lean into Him because you're spending time with Him. You have your people in your life who are loving you, holding you accountable, speaking truth to you. You get to be the person God's called you to be in the role He's called you to serve in. It's not easy. Ministry is not for the faint of heart. It's not easy. And the reward is not on this side of heaven usually. You might see something along the way where you see God take the seeds you've planted and bring them to fruition and if that's the case that's amazing and what a gift that is but you might also be in a place where you just plant a whole bunch of seeds and trust God with it and trusting God is not always tangible you don't always see the result of it immediately but just trust God sounds easy to say boy it's hard to do I uh, the last couple weeks has been really Interesting for me, uh, sitting back here on the porch, I've had some conversations with people that I've not spoken to in a while. Uh, guys who are in groups or friends from over the years, and 
is I'm in this place where I'm asking God what's next and some cool things are going on behind the scenes in that world and uh, just having some really cool conversations and in the middle of those conversations I'm seeing God do stuff in people's lives from seeds that were planted a long, 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 long time ago. What a gift. And I don't, I don't take that for granted. Trusting God in your ministry and letting go is really hard to do in this consumer world. But it's very important because it's not you that's going to change someone's life. It's Him. It's the power of His Spirit in the lives of others. It's the power of the Gospel. The gospel is for me, but it's not just about me. The gospel is for the world. You get a chance to be a carrier of that gospel and to be a lighthouse in this world that desperately needs you to shine for his kingdom. What an opportunity. I hope that if you are jumping into ministry or if you're new into ministry, some of these thoughts might be helpful for you. Uh, I've got a bunch more, but these are just a, a few off the top of my head. Um, for someone getting started in ministry and I hope that if you are getting started in ministry that you can find someone uh, close by or near you that you can lean into and pick their brain and learn from their mistakes and learn from the opportunities God's given them to help you be the best you can at what you do. You know the cool thing about that for me is I, I, I used to want to have to be the guy that gosh I always wanted to be up front or I wanted to be the person in charge or I, I just don't care about that anymore just don't if God gives me that opportunity to be up front I want to be a good steward of it that's cool if I'm the communicator cool if my role is to invest in the communicator amazing it's all for his kingdom it's not about me it's about him ministry is about perspective and if your perspective is only you looking in the mirror at you you're missing out and God will humble you I promise but let that humility lead to a deeper trust and a deeper relationship with the one that's called you and has asked you to serve him. A couple of thoughts from the porch tonight. Hope that's helpful. I'm safe.